Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Prefer that's the only place you guys find me. Other than tailgates on Saturday. But I'm also here with my co-host on Brandon. Or not on Brandon. His name's Brandon. I'm not cutting that out. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brandon? This is basically Christmas morning for me. We get a talk. Talia Tongavaloa. And I don't think I've ever been more excited for a preview podcast Jeez. ever. This might be my my favorite of all time. I would say turn it off now, but I've got some encouraging... We've got an encouraging math problem. If that doesn't scare if you, you don't either. like Talia. I don't like you. Okay, good. So you don't like me very much. Speaking of people we don't like, he's just here to be here. Uh, our producer, Seth, is here. You can block him on Twitter. His personal account is at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Don't block our account because he's on there a lot. Sething live tweets is what we call him now. Uh, what's up, Seth? Not this week, guys. Yeah, yeah I, am. I don't know what we're going to do. I am out on the live tweets for this week. Mm. Why? What's your one. excuse? Scared of Talia? Cancer. I am. I am volunteering. <laughs> wow. That's his excuse. Volunteering for the uh, Lymphoma and Leukemia Society. LOS. Just say that. LOS. Yeah. Yes. What I said was not wrong. Yes. I am. Vo- I, I do not have the cancer. No. I am helping those with cancer. Yes. Just Are you serving sure you drinks? Are you serving yes. drinks? Okay. I have a temporary liquor license. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! If there's any cream ales left before the actual party starts, that will be a miracle. So, um, all right. Speaking of miracles and parties, I don't think it's a miracle. It is what it is. It's just it's just Maryland. We play Maryland on on Saturday, three thirty kick. Brandon's favorite time. He's not going. Um, that's on Saturday, ten fifteen at Memorial Stadium. I'll be there again. This makes what six out of seven weeks. Uh, it's a marathon. It's a marathon, and I'm not built for it. But uh, TV ESPN two. Uh, the line as of now, or whenever I wrote this this outline, which was during work hours earlier today. Um, IU plus they don't listen, Seth. IU plus eleven over under sixty one and a half. Um, interesting note. ESPN's done this thing again where they're just like, yeah. Maryland's got 80% chance to go on the road and win a game. Um, Previous meeting with a true freshman quarterback. uh, IU lost 35. I have it down as a W. It definitely wasn't W. Felt like a W at the time. IU lost 35-38 on the road at Maryland. Um, As I said, it felt like a W because we thought maybe we fixed it um, and found something in McCulley as a quarterback, but it, it wasn't really his fault. I think last year you were counting moral victories too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I think at that point in the, in the season, we were like, yeah, you know what, if this is what the offense is going to look like, 
maybe we can squeeze out six wins. And uh, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't watched the 2021 season, that's not what happened. So, and that's nothing against McCauley. We love McCauley. It has everything to do with maybe the guy calling the plays for him last year. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. All-time series, IU leads seven to three. And here's my, I kept it off your guys' timeline, so you can't, you guys don't know the answer. Okay, here we go. It's an SAT-style question, which makes me feel really, really bad about how I actually scored on my SATs. Uh, so, finish the pattern, guys. The first ever meeting, they won. And then we won two straight. And then they won the next one. And then we won three straight. And then they won last year. So we should win the next four games, four games. Boom. Good job. So go ahead and chalk this one up. Throw all of your money. Do you remember your SAT score? Nah, nah, it was, I mean, it's good enough, but it wasn't. uh, I think, I think mine was like 1900. I'm not sure that's possible. (laughs) No, it's he's a baby. He's when they went to three, three testing scores. Yeah, oh. I think it was like out of a possible like 21. I did very well. If you guys don't know, I'm, I'm 400 and 1600. Maybe, maybe I did 1500. I thought it was very high. I'm very smart, guys. I'm a smart <laughs> individual. I don't look it. I don't act it. But more than a hat rack. I want to say mine was around 1200 or so. I don't know if that's good. I think you get like 400 for spelling your name right. So um, I had I had multiple scholarships at IU that I all blew because of grades. But I had them originally. We've talked about this, I think. And Seth, Seth, we can talk about yours too. Uh, I think Seth and I share this actually. We were, I was on uh, academic probation my very first semester of, of freshman year. So, um, because I just assumed I didn't have to go to class and that was wrong. I was on academic probation three separate times. <laughs> <laughs> Did just well enough to get off and then yeah. right back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, because of partying and, you know, college i think my first semester at a three eight and then i got lower every semester after that and let's just say it got real low by my senior year i finished with like a three two and my first two years were like a three eight and a three five so yes when i hit 21 and i could go to the bars things went downhill quickly yeah things that go uphill because they can't go much further downhill would be our offensive line. And they got a new offensive line coach. Oh, and did you I hear who's the... an assistant? I love this. No, I didn't hear this. Who is it? Danny Friend is really? going to be a significant piece of the offensive line scheming and planning. He's a GA, Scouting. right? Is he a GA? He is. Well, yeah. not, not anymore, I guess. But um, so, so Rod Carey, Seth knows of him as a... What did he say in the group? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, quote, three years ago, he was the up-and-coming head coach prospect, which made sense because he was killing it at Northern Illinois year after year after year, and then he went to just an awful place, Philadelphia, to try to coach football. So um, I've never been there. I just assume it's just not good. Uh, I love the guy. I watched his whole press conference. I didn't watch anybody else's press conference. I didn't watch CTA. I didn't watch anything. Uh, the quote that I, I still can't, <laughs> I can't get over is just, he just is, he's so nonchalant about everything. It's just, it's just big men trying to push other big men. And I was just like, okay. And he just straight up comes in and is like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a miracle worker is literally what he said word for word. 
And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Um, so, and, and he's invested a former player, which I don't know why, how we neglected to say that last week, but uh, former center um, for Mallory uh, during those years as well. So good dude. I don't know if you guys watched any of it when I sent it to you. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, it just it's an audio platform. You can say yes. You don't just have to shake your head. No, I did not watch it, but I read all of the notes on pigs.com. Go subscribe. There you go. So there's the difference between two people that were on academic probation and then the nerd that read the interview or read the press conference instead of watching it. Um, okay. Speaking of nerds, let's talk about the team we're playing this week. It's Maryland. Uh, their head coach, Mike Loxley, how he still has a job. I don't know. In his fourth season, they are combined 17 and 25. Um, this year, doing all right. Four and two. Um, with the same conference record as IU at one and two. Uh, wins against Buffalo, right? Is that right? One and two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wins against Buffalo at Charlotte, uh, Southern Methodist University, and Michigan State. And then they've lost uh, at Michigan and then last week at home uh, against the Boilers in a game that I, I could have sworn they were down by at least 35 points based off some of the texts that Seth and my other Purdue friends were sending in. Uh, little did I know, Purdue ended up covering my plus three that I bet on and uh, walked away with an unfortunate victory. But um Anything you want to talk about? Any of their games that you've watched, Brandon? Anything stands out? Man, they looked good against Michigan. Um, as we as did we. Um, totally different. That game was all offense. Uh, mm-hmm. Our game was all defense. Um, but that game, they they looked very impressive in that game. Um, they showed me that the Spartans are poo poo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched absolutely zero minutes of any other game. Sorry, Seth. I watched. I did watch almost all of the Michigan game. And like most of the Michigan State game. Seth, what did you think of them last week? Uh, Mike Loxley is a good play caller. Uh, he takes advantage of some opportunities. I don't think they have a lot to work with, but they seem to get it done. Talia has just enough around him. But I mean, in the Big Ten East, it's not enough. Yeah. Uh, let's talk their rankings real quick. Nothing but really before before we get into ahead. that. Before we get into that, we 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 skipped over news. I did think oh, there sorry. was okay. um some news uh with Cam Jones out. Bradley Jennings is now the official starting middle linebacker. Um, and based on what I saw last week, um, I love it. Um, Seth sent some awesome information uh, that the Desan McCullough got on the unofficial mid-year all-american uh american yeah yeah so that was awesome and then um alan called out the play of chris keys i thought chris keys had some real high highs and some real low lows in that game but i think there was something there to work with so i'm encouraged by uh by chris keys um and uh, kind of the biggest news on the injury front is Allen is hoping to get DJ Matthews and Javon Swinton back. Um, obviously, DJ Matthews being the more notable of that. Um, and then he also called the uh, he called out the touchdown that got called back. Tom normally doesn't talk about refs. So I that made me smile. What did he say? Do you have do you have words? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah you I, with that? I have it. Um, 
first half should have had the lead, missed a field goal, and that was a little bit low. Um, we also had a touchdown callback, which I disagree with. Okay. Really felt like we should have taken the lead going into halftime, but our kids played their tails off. Okay. All right. You know, it is uh, is what it is. Same things we kind of said, other than the fact that I'm pretty sure we said it was fixed on Sunday, but I can't, I can't remember. Or whatever day we talked about it. But um, all right, let's jump back in where we were. Thanks for the news. I did skip right over it. Um, offensive rankings for the Terps. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good offense so far. Um, Why is their offense so good? Just just wondering. I, just like I, for, I would for the assume people. when you play the defenses of SMU, Charlotte, and Buffalo that your, def- your stats are going to look pretty good. Does it have anything to do with their quarterback being awesome? Mm, scheme? Probably scheme quarterback. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm off air. I'm going to berate uh, Seth for putting good and Mike Loxley in the same sentence. Um, but I'll, I'll say I said play them. caller. Good play anything. Caller. Good anything. Good play caller is what he, he said, is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 26 total offense, 19th in total passing, 66th in total rushing, which surprised me. Um, they don't have a standout running back. Himby, as Seth has talked about in a couple times, um, pre-pod, kind of their main guy, but they've also got um, uh, lost him here, Littleton as well, who also runs the ball. I'd say maybe a, a, a two-third share somewhere around there or uh, between the two, between him being leading the way. So, but not, not, not anything that really pops out. And same thing with their wide receiver group. I mean, pretty well spread out, I'd say, between including the running back. Really, there's five or so, uh, you know, wide outs, tight ends, and the running back that kind of split a lot of those catches. Really, you can go into the other tight end. He's got 15. Um, so the top two tight ends are, are 22 and 15 catches on the year. Um, and, and they just, they just spread the ball around, which was what killed us. I felt like last year where we tried to focus a lot on Demas and, uh, they just kind of killed us everywhere else around the field. So, um, anything else you want to add on, on these before we get into the key players and everything, or we'll get into defensive rankings, which are, oof. and, I mean, uh, they can sling the ball. I mean, let's yeah. running is an afterthought. Um, they do not believe in the offensive run, run pass. They believe in pass, 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 pass. All right, we have to run the ball. Pass, 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 pass. Seth, a uh, short passing game? Yeah, they really like to use the tight ends and the running backs. It, it tends to be a lot of crossing routes, too, so you'll see a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, they have a couple guys who go deep, um, but I'm, you know, from what they try to do against Purdue, at least, it was lots of crossing routes, lots of swings out of the backfield, lots of getting the running back and tight end in isolation against line. Uh, against yeah, if, there, if there's if there's one knock on, like the only knock on Talia um, is, I mean, he does notoriously throw the ball short. I'm not going to say he has a noodle arm. Um, Cause he actually throws a really pretty accurate ball. Um, but yeah, he only averages eight yards a throw, which is not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, really his, his touchdown to interception ratio, you know, a little, it's over two to one, um, which you'd, you'd want it to be higher 11 and five. I mean, it's good to have 11 touchdown passes. Obviously his completion but percentage very high as well. If, if, if you want to kind of compare that Baz throws for seven yards, Per throw yeah. so like they're pretty comparable in the the passes they hit 
Um, so yeah. So there you go. And again, uh, to his brother's been sacked seven times on the season. Um, I think Baz was sacked at least seven times last week. So hopefully we see an improvement on that, which I think we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, we should, based off of these rankings, uh, on defense for the Terps, pretty decent rushing defense, 37th in the country, 78th overall as far as total defense, um, 111th in passing defense at 270 yards per game. I was looking at their tackle leaders. Um, their number one tackler is a defensive back, and then you've got linebacker, linebacker, DB, 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 DB linebacker. So there's DB, nothing. DB, or yes. Yeah. So there's there's not a whole lot coming um, from the interior defensive line. It looks like, uh, but again, I I've done zero actual physical watching research um, on them, so I'm I'm not sure. Um, key players for them, unless you guys want to talk on rankings at all on defense. Anything stand out for you on defense with them last week? Were they soft on anything, Seth? Yeah, they had some safeties that got easily confused. They had some young guys who were pretty good, but they just got out of position, didn't make the right reads. Um, so they're definitely vulnerable, especially after you guys went up against probably the best cornerback you're going to face all season last week. Uh, you, this is a Cam Camper bounce back game written all over it. Um, I hope you're not talking about the guy that was actually guarding Cam Camper because he was terrible. Um, but, and Brandon will, t- Brandon will tell you to his face. Um, I don't know how I could have not told him to his face more yeah that guy was was trash whoever that was um or camper is just really that good i don't know which one it was i think camper's really that good that's all i'm gonna say because he did it to your boys at illinois too so um what was they talking about oh okay so they're safeties right both of them got drafted right nick cross at the colts and then the other one got drafted too right if it wasn't last year it was the year before yeah. Uh, Savage, who's been, or I guess Savage. it was 2019, Savage went to Green Bay. That's right. So, yeah, they've, they've had some good safety depth there, and then it's gone. So um, it'll be interesting to see what we can do, and we'll talk about kind of players to watch and areas to watch here in a little bit later as far as IU's side of the ball. But first, let's talk about key players for Maryland. Um, guys, go ahead, and if you just hit, there's like a little forward button. It looks like a little circle. You hit that a couple times, you should be able to get past this part where Brandon just drools all over to his brother. Brandon, go ahead. Tell me about their quarterback. So you'll remember last week when I was sort of drooling over J.J. McCarthy and during the game, drooling over his 74 percent completion percentage. What do you think Talia's is? I just read it. It's also 74 percent percent. What do you think his quarterback rating is this year? Um, 161.3. Is that good? I think it's pretty good. I don't know. He has a career rating of 152. Um, uh, you know, his interceptions have been a little more up. I mean, he almost had a two to one ratio last year, two to one ratio this year. Um, but again, uh, you just watch him throw. And it just looks like a completion every time he has real command of the offense. I think that's honestly what we've been looking for Baz for a while. Like Baz still doesn't really look like he has command of the offense. Um, Is that because new coordinator, new school, bad offensive line? I think a lot of things you can say to that. Um, But Talia just looks 
like he passes the look test over and over and over again. One thing that's a little bit, um, you know, people think he's a runner. He only runs the ball about five or six times, and it's normally because he's running for his life. Um, Seth, maybe you can talk a little bit more to it because you watched this, watched the game last week, but they have an offensive line issue too. Um, you know, Talia doesn't get sacked as much because he's elusive. Uh, but I mean, he is constantly running for his life. He's been running for his life his entire career at Maryland. Uh, Maryland does put a lot of dudes in the NFL, but absolutely none of them come from the offensive line. Yeah, yeah so. definitely not recently. And I was going to say is I, I think he's not a scrambler, but he's definitely elusive. He's the guy who kind of keeps the play alive, extends the play as, as you like to speak. Uh, my guy is CJ Dupree. Uh, he's the big tight end. He's a sophomore. Um, they, they've started to utilize him a little bit more the last few weeks. Uh, he has a big body. He's a, I think he's a true sophomore and you can tell he's taking his uh, football very seriously because he's an undecided major focusing on letters, letters, just, just real quick. No, um, wait, I'm sorry. Back, back, back I'm on. sorry. It doesn't really say letters. Does it? Damn it. Now I got to go back, but yes, it said letters undecided and then in parentheses letters and sciences he's from he's from scranton though yeah so that's pretty cool i guess he could just go work for michael scott paper company yeah yeah <laughs> um uh talia's stats last year against iu 26 for 40 for 419 two touchdowns no interceptions a quarterback rating of 170 you guys want to know what his stats were in 2020 yeah they're terrible not near as good 17 of 36 for 241 and three interceptions. So it's sort of like it is the rubber match here. Um, I'll be really, really excited to see. I think the difference in 2020, and this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for later, is all going to be pressure. He was absolutely tons of pressure running for his life last year. As we know, we had no pass rush whatsoever. Everybody was like, I think, I think, I think uh, Bragg and I were getting as much pass rush from the stands um, as they were getting in the game. Um, so pr- uh, pass rush is going to be the, uh, the key to the game to slowing um, the God that is Talia Tungabaloa. Yeah. One of the guys, yeah, you guys can go back on other players. I, I you're good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was trying to transition right there, but um, one of the guys that scares me every time we play him uh, hasn't been that big this year. I mean, physically he's always been big, but he hasn't been that big. This year, but Dante Demas, uh, the six four wideout out of DC, right down the street, as they would say, as the kids say, um, you know, it, nothing stands out a whole lot this year. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna go back and look at stats from last year. If Seth wants to do what he can, or two years ago, um, he he just seems to show up against IU. I mean, even if it's not like large volume receptions or large volume yardage. It's either a, a big touchdown catch whenever they need it. You know, it's it, big wide receivers. We know traditionally we struggle against as it is. So to uh, line up against him, hopefully he doesn't see as much of the field as Seth mentioned kind of pregame for us. Um, not really focusing on him too much. Um, I think he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the catch chart. Um, so, you know, just somebody that I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on for sure. So he didn't play last year. I think he had some injury issues. That's but right. In the yeah. 27-11 loss 
Uh, he had six receptions, 114 yards, and one TD. Yeah, and he had one called back or one that we made a pick on. I can't remember early, like very first drive of the game. Something something happened on that one. Um, but yeah, he made a he made a good play on the very first drive of the game. Um, Brandon, do you have anybody else you want to chat about either on the offensive side or the defense? Well, I got one more thing trips? about Tolly. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. I'm just I'm just hold kidding. on. I got another fun thing. I do. Dante Demas in 2018 as a true freshman, four for 98. Yeah, there you uh, go. In, in 2019 as a sophomore. Uh, five for 82 and a touchdown. See, so That's three years in a row. Scares me. Scares yeah. me. So we'll see. Go ahead, Brandon. What do you got? I, I'm kidding. I don't actually oh, okay. have, any, have anything else. Well, you know, as I, I hinted at a little bit earlier, I didn't wait, hint at wait, it. Wait, real quick, real quick. Early Brando's Randos, yeah. when the Colts draft him, your reaction will be what? This. <laughs> that, I mean. That's when they, they draft, when they draft the a left tackle, when they draft the left tackle, and then end up taking a quarterback in like the third round, um, and it's Talia, Tuttle. <laughs> uh, no, I mean third round, he's not going to play. We'll keep Matty Ice out there for one more year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't even want to think about it. Suck for JJ McCarthy? Mm, no, no. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, defensive side, we hinted at the running backs already. We talked about them, Hemby and, and Littleton. I, I mean, I'm I'm assuming last year, last week should be a little bit of an encouragement. Again, take out the 50 yard first drive run. Um, we're tackling maybe was a little bit sloppy, and we played ourselves into that game. Um, I thought our run defense was very good. Um, the rest of the game. And so hopefully that's not going to be a problem. Let's talk defensive side of the ball for the Terps real quick. We don't have to spend too much time on here. I know Seth's got one guy he really wants to talk about. Um, but for me, I'll, I'll talk about Bo Brady, I'm assuming is how you say his last name. Uh, the defensive back that leads him in tackles, um, interceptions, the whole thing. So 26 tackles, solo. He's got 43, I think, combined. Um, 46 combined. Four passes defended at one interception on the season, a forced fumble. Uh, the guy's kind of a, a playmaker just based off of pure stats and reading it off of a, an internet website. Um, but I, I can't imagine you're leading your your team in those stats without being halfway decent. Um, Seth, do you want to add on, on, on your guy here? All right. So they've uh, the other guy on that true freshman midseason All-American roster from Charles Power, who's the head of scouting and rankings at on three recruits uh, is their middle linebacker, Jay Sean Barham. Um, Brandon got was getting me worked up pregame on this one. He's got that dog in him. He's a dog. I don't even know what position he plays, but he's a dog. He doesn't even uh, look at the, at the camera when they took his picture. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but I'm going to share this. Uh, share. But yeah, he flies around. He's a real sideline to sideline as a freshman. He's a little bit, uh, uh, there it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he's got the right size, 6'3, 230. Um, he seems to be a very talented guy, a lot of speed, uh, big, big on tackles. I'll take is, our freshman linebacker. Yeah, me too. Me too. And he's taller, skinnier, but taller. I wish he, yeah. Yeah. And he bet you he looks at the camera when you look up his, his picture, but you staring right at the camera with his blonde, his blonde braids. 
You take care of that, dude. I don't even worry about that guy. All right. Anybody else you guys want to talk about on the Terps defense? I'm sure we're going to get lit up by the Terps fans that listen to this pod. Tell us about how bad we are at our job. So, um, cool. If not, we'll move on to IU players to watch. I'm going to go first. I'm going to take an easy one. I'm going to take a fun one. Um, I'm watching the whole offensive line, man. That's what I'm watching. I'm watching new coach, new manager bump from the offensive line against a real bad pass defense. Um, how many sacks do they have? Seth, do you have that? I've got it right here in front of me on the season. 15 sacks. That's not bad over. What is it? Oh, that's six games. That's not great. Um, but yeah, yeah. 15 sacks, 111th pass defense in the country. Um, can Baz finally get some time to pick some people apart? Uh, we'll see what happens on that. That's what I'm going to be watching. Brandon, what are you doing? I mean, after what I watched last Saturday, there's only one person I can watch, and that is Cam Camper. I am just going to watch. I don't even care if the ball's thrown his way. Um, Between Talia and Cam, I may not have any drool left, like, by the end of the game. Like, it's going to be intense. Cam Camper, I I don't, like, he's the most fun offensive player to watch since Tevin Coleman. Um, He is just... So good. So good. He is very good. And as I as I said last week, if you guys are when, getting out when this when the Steelers trade Chase Claypool to the Bears, we better draft Cam Camper in like the third round. I'd even be fine with the second round pick. Okay, there you go. Um, as I said last week, if you guys make it out to this game this week, you'll you'll see what we're talking about. Six you, stands out you, big time. If my echoes might still be going in that stadium. Me just screaming about camp camper. Just I'm telling you, ask Seth. I was doing the same thing in Cincinnati. Like they couldn't guard him in Cincinnati either. Just feed six, feed six. Couldn't do it. So, all right, Seth, what do you got? Uh, I said it was going to be a bounce back game for camp camper. You guys pounced all over that. Uh, it's going to be a coming out game for somebody else, uh, for someone else. And based on what Payne Durham did to uh, the Maryland secondary, my monopoly money is on AJ Barner. The fifth Barner. I hope so, man. It's about yeah, time. Watch the, watch the Payne Durham highlights from last week. Um, you can imagine AJ Barner doing similar things. Yeah, it would, it'll be about that time for him. Uh, you know, injured last week. So um, hopefully he can, he can step it up, get back healthy and, and be good to go. So real quick, I know um, I never want to say I'm out on anyone, Mm -mm. but AJ Barner ain't the guy anymore. Aaron Steinfeld got his first start last week. He was the one that caught the touchdown that got called back. The ball seems to find Steinfeld. Allen noted his strength right now is his pass catching. He, but his blocking is still improving. And he's absolutely right. What, what has Barner shown that he can't do this year? He's shown they can get open. He's shown that he's an athlete. He's shown that he can't catch the ball. And Steinfeld, so far, maybe hasn't shown he's quite the athlete, but he's shown that he can catch the dang ball. So if there's a tight end, that I think, you know, if tight end is the position you're circling, Seth, that we can take advantage of, for me, it's the dude from Bloomington. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
I don't care whoever it is, but I, I just want a tight end line like what Travis Kelsey had on Monday. I'll four take touchdowns, that. 25 yards. Like seven catches, 25 yards, four touchdowns. I think it's so stupid. All right, defense. Uh, I'm watching Taiwan Mullen. He needs a he needs a game. He needs a game. Is this the game? I think it's a game. He needs a game. That's who I'm watching. Taiwan. I mean, I'm gonna be screaming pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, and I want the avatar to do it. Um, Desan looked like an absolute alien out there on the field. It, you know, some players are like, oh, you know, who's out there? Who's who's on the defensive line? Who's over at edge? You're you're not guessing when Desan McCullers out there. There's there's no way you cannot find him. Um, so while it'll be really easy to watch him, uh, that's all I'm going to be doing because that guy is a bona fide dog. <laughs> Seth. I got the spy guy. Uh, as Brandon has waxed poetic enough, Talia is a passer. He's going to get his yards, uh, but he's also a scrambler. You don't, the five or six times he runs the ball, you don't want it to be a big play. So whoever gets assigned to him, I'm going to guess it's Casey based on I'm injury gonna, report. I'm going to guess McCullough because he was doing that a lot on JJ. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Well, if whoever it is, that's who I'll be watching. I think that'll be, uh, you know, commit him to being a pocket passer who has to make log reads through his progressions. Yeah. I think that's the best way you take advantage of him uh, limiting his escapability. I wish we would have never changed the way we attacked um, Thompson in the second, was it second, second half? We really started blitzing second half the way that they attacked Thompson in the second half. They did not do that at all against Michigan. Um, and I wish they would have continued to just, just don't even do any, Hey, know what? You have no coverage. Just go in there and just blitz off the corner every single time. And I, I don't know if that's going to work against Seth's basement might still be not. reverberating me yeah. screaming. Blitz. Yeah. Right. Um, until they started doing it and it started working. And I just have to like Seth, tweet it again. Tweet it again. Right. All right. Special teams. I'm watching Chuck uh, bounce back game from the block again. Probably not his fault. I know that Tom said maybe he's a little low, but um you know, a block is a block sometimes, unless it's like a, you know, you kick the dude in the back. I mean, of the, the Red like Sea open. I'm not a religious man, but like that wasn't his fault, dude. The guy yeah. came absolutely right over the center and mm-hmm. blocked that. Mm-hmm. Um, so zero cool. of that was on Chucky. Brandon? Well, I'm watching another dog, and that is uh, a dog from down under. Uh, James Evans has been an absolute beast this year. Um, Again, when you're one dimensional, uh, you can really kind of pin your ears back. Uh, so, you know, I'm hoping that uh, maybe he pins uh, the Terps inside the five and we get a uh, good old safety. Yeah, but I'll all of that, that is necessary uh, for James Evan to keep doing what he's doing. Uh, he's had a great year. Great year. Great year for sure. Seth. So I'm going to mention uh, two of the guys you listed for defense because uh, I haven't decided which one it is. But I saw something last week, um, and I think you guys are going to get a pump block. And I don't know if it's going to be Mullen or McCullough, but that's who I think it's going to be. One of those two guys is going to block a punt. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Cool. What else I'll take is a discount on some double check. fabulous discount, gear. Double check. On some gear, really. Insurance is what insurance is, but I'll take a discount. And you can get that discount by visiting Monon Track Club's website, which we will tweet out with all of the info of this podcast. If you don't know about Monon Track Club, they're just a bunch of people that like to run. 
and they got cool gear though like you can just rep your city monon track club everybody knows what the monon is everybody knows what track is everybody knows what clubs are so everybody will know what your shirt's about they tell stories craft products all that cool stuff but check out the link in the show notes for their club runs which are still doing the weather can't figure out what it's trying to do but it's good enough to run in and you guys are good enough to get a discount as i hinted at that discount is 10 percent off your order at checkout use code leo10 that's leo10 to get that off your order now back to the show brando randos what's up buddy so i mean if, you, if enough listeners have listened to this you guys know i commit to the bit um the talia thing is is a bit um i mean he he ultimately is just he's a good quarterback. he's a good big 10 quarterback um but have you guys ever had a crush on a player um and if so who is it non i non non non-iu um there's an obvious one is there an obvious one i was gonna say maybe on bill yeah i I mean at michigan state i'm going outside of the big 10 i mean reggie reggie bush was a cheat code Mike oh, I Vick thought at, we were in there. Okay. Mike Vick at Virginia Tech was a cheat code. Pat White at West Virginia was an absolute cheat code. With Steve Slayton next to him. Yeah. Oh. Divine mm. Noel. Noel Divine. Um, also before Slayton. Um, he was an absolute dog. Um, Larry Fitzgerald at Pitt. He was insane. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had a number of uh, of crushes throughout uh throughout my time as a college football fan cool seth you didn't answer nothing he can't i can't, answer. I can't. He can't do it, he can't uh, do it. I had I there was a connection that I was really into. What was it? The Jeff Smoker to Plaxico Burris, Michigan State connection. <laughs> right. Uh I can't I can't I, I could be wrong. Smoker might have been uh Charles Rogers. I might be off on that, but I think that we one get here uh there's Dicker the kicker at uh texas was pretty epic i'll look up the jeff smoker connection you guys just keep going uh so i'll i'll keep going um uh so obviously iu fans love to crush iu football fans i don't know why they eat their own um but i'm sure i know us three have if you guys haven't go ahead and check out maryland terrapins home field attendance games uh, it's not good. It's it's that of like a D three or JUCO team in like I don't know New Jersey or something. But my yeah. question is, do do you think the Maryland fans crush Maryland football fans like IU football fans are crushed? I don't think they have the appetite. I think it's yeah, such think so like a, I think they're all lax bros who are waiting for crab cake season. Smoker, smoker Rogers, by the way. Ah, damn it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, think I don't Burris, think they do it all either. I'm with you. Like, it's like an East Coast, like, I don't really care thing. Yeah. I don't um, ra- rather than like a Midwest passion thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I bet, I bet the bass, the Maryland basketball fans don't even care about football, let alone being the one rips them. Um, but I, I just thought that was interesting. Right. Because, I mean, Literally, I I could have looked this up, but I mean, there looks like there's ten thousand or less fans at every single Maryland. Home. Who's going to have it? Was worse? bad last week. Was it? It bad? was really bad. Who's? Yeah, I don't think Memorial Stadium is going to be very nice on 
Saturday. Um, maybe I hope so. I mean, the team is three and three. They're not like awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I would think probably low forties if we're if we're lucky. But um, I was going back to the Michigan State thing, but I think it's probably too late. It was Connor Cook, I think, to Plaxico Burris. Is who it was, or Kirk Cousins, one of the two. Yeah, so there you go. Cool. Keep going. All right. So the reason I won't be at a game is uh, because one of my best friends here in Indy is having a kid in November. Uh, so there is a diaper party at his house. Uh, but there will be a Maryland fan there. So should I be like a fake Maryland fan and root for Talia? Or do I just be an you know my obnoxious party self and uh, just relentlessly troll Maryland the entire game? Troll Maryland the entire game. We've watched a Maryland game with him, I think, before. We watched the, per- Penn, the Penn State. State the Penix stretch. Yes. Yeah. With him as well. So I would say just, just do your thing. As somebody who has watched a game uh, where IU has played somebody I didn't care about and against a team I did care about, um, I'd much rather be with you uh, rooting for IU. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. No, you're right. Um, please root for IU. It's, it's unbearable when you troll the Purdue fan the whole time. Yeah. But it's so much more fun. All right. I'll, when you uh, tell me how good my team is and how good my players are, and I'm just like, no, they're not. And then I keep having to correct myself because it's such a natural implication. Like, it's such a natural instinct to defend myself. And I'm like, oh, he's just trying to. He got me. He got me. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think I'm a very good troll. You are. Um, so that's all I got. Cool. Seth. All right. Here's my sack. I have three favorite football alums from Maryland. Uh, some good names here. Sean Merriman. Good old lights out. Uh, yeah, Vernon. Would you, would you, would you go as far as to say he's a dog? Oh my God. No doubt about it. Vernon he's Davis. In his lungs. Uh, Vernon Davis, who is uh, whose brother to a Colts player who quit mid game. Still one mm-hmm. of my favorite stories of all time. Um, and Stefan Diggs, who uh, I'm so thankful he's not on the Vikings anymore. Um, so as happy as he is to have uh, Josh Allen as a quarterback, I'm happy that he's I mean, not in Minnesota. They use the draft pick to draft Justin Jefferson. So I know it's cyclical and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a double ramming for the ages. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and while not a favorite, he's a no name boomer, Esiason. uh, whatever. Um, but not Russell, Maryland, uh, who was a defensive tackle in the nineties who grew up in Chicago, went to Miami, played in Dallas, Oakland, and green Bay. And none of those places being in Maryland. Um, so that was a fun little fact I found. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) That's a beautiful sack there, Seth. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I've been to Maryland a couple times. I'm a history nerd. Other than that, I'm not sure why anyone would go there. Uh, pretend you're on the uh, Maryland Board of Tourism. What is your pitch? What are you uh, What are you selling me to get me to Maryland? And hold on, and know that I don't like seafood. Uh, uh, what What bay do they have? What's uh, What's the bay? Chesapeake. The Chesapeake, Chesapeake Bay. Like, that's, that's That's pretty. They, like I was just bragging about my intelligence, and I didn't even remember the Chesapeake Bay. It's pretty sad. They filmed um, The Wire there, or something, or it's based out of Baltimore. I mean, if you know. like pastels and polos, like that's a, yes. that's that's crab a pretty cakes big thing. and football, but you don't you like, like do, seafood. Do you, like, do you like boats? 
Sure. Boats. Who doesn't like a boat? Yeah. Right. I feel um, like there's a lot of yachts there. You mean a yacht guy? Get some boat shoes like me. I'm, I'm, I'm um, not sure what else there is. How am I doing on? I mean, I am. I am in sales. How am I doing so far? I mean, <laughs> boats and boat shoes. You you had me there. There okay. we go. There we go. Scott Van Pelt went to Maryland. You can go be friends. You probably see Scott around, I don't know, College Park. He I'm seems far. like a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, All, right. Yeah. All right. That's good. Go to a Let's football game pretty cheap. Let's get into predictions. All right. You start. Go ahead. You can be a Commanders fan. Oh, God. Carson Wentz. I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, you can count on two things with Maryland. They will score points and they will give up points. I have this being a fun game pretty much an exact repeat of last year. And I think you end up getting a dose of the former EMU kicker devastation, similar to what I got. 34, 31, Maryland. We're going to have very close scores. I think we'll see what Brandon. You, you, you took the over. I'm taking a push because a push isn't a loss. I'm taking 31, 30. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all going to have very similar scores. Um, you had 34, 31, Seth. 65 points. What was yours? With what a cover, yours? with an IU cover. Mine was 31, 31 30. 30. Obviously, with an IU I'm cover. I'm hammering the over. Um, yeah, it's going to be close, man. I, this one might go OT. I was I meant to put an OT on this one. Uh, I've got IU, Chucky, walk-off, IU 38, Maryland 35. In overtime, I'll call that one. You don't have to put that one on the poll, though. But I'm gonna say I, it now. IU money line plus three twenty eight. If you don't know what that is, that is four and a quarter to one, right? So you you bet five dollars, you almost win what twenty two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you heard it here first. Bet your mortgage payment. Brandon says so. <laughs> one hundred thousand dollars. All right, let's wrap it up. This has been too much Maryland talk as it is. Let's be done. Um, okay, I will be there. I'll be at the game again. Um, not sure who's going with me, which is weird because you two aren't going. Um, but we'll, we'll all find. So I've got people that want to go. So I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. We aren't point. your only two friends. You I have know. a lot of friends. So a lot to, as always, I'll tweet out the picture. Somebody will tweet it out. It's hard for me to tweet. I know I don't think we're doing live tweets. Seth already talked about it. Seth, the live tweets is not going to be around. I thought the LLS thing was at night. No, I have to be there by four thirty. Okay, so maybe now, maybe thirty minutes of Seth, the live tweets, and then he's got to be done. But um, probably not. So sorry about that. You guys just may have to just watch the game and not look at your phone the entire time. So just stay off Twitter. It's a hellscape. Yep. That's why you asked me if I've read anything. I've stayed off of all message boards and everything for about three weeks. So uh, it's been bad. So be sure to check out our, our pod. Either way, it's on Twitter. It's at podcast. LEO. Um, be sure to download rate review, follow on all of our platforms. Even if you guys are Terrapin fans that have made it this far. Thanks again. I mean, we're not good. So thanks for listening. Um, love you guys. Elio. Uh, I have a final statement. Oh, son of a. I have a final statement. Why don't you and cut me off? Before edit, edit, edit. I'm not editing. No. Nope. Um, we said it after the Nebraska game, and I think it just needs to be reiterated. Right. Like we need to win three games. There are four winnable games left. There's Maryland. There is Michigan State, 
there is Rutgers and there is Purdue, right? So like we have to win three out of those four games. Obviously winning this is very, very important. It is a home game, but it isn't necessary. Michael thinks we're going to win. I think we're going to win. But if we lose, it's like the path is still there. It's a little bit more dicey. The margin of error is pretty much gone, but it's not over. Remember that. That's all I got. Elio. Elio. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.